Warning, the following audio may contain content inappropriate for a younger audience. Also, spoilers will be included for the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. You have been warned. Welcome to A Feast for Bros. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am to be back at this. Uh, it's been a very lengthy year and some change. Um, so, so we're excited to be back and talking about some more Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Solis, and I'm joined by uh, some, some lovely friends here as well. Uh, ben Haworth. Hello. Sarah Becker. Hi, everyone. Janet Daggett. Hey. Joining us from Israel, actually. Uh, at an absurd time in the morning, so we appreciate that. Um, and uh, Jack Newman. He's really embracing the video format. Yeah, I don't have that energy at four in the morning. I don't. Um, I, it's just I like I like if we're gonna live stream, I don't like hosting as much. There's like way too much happening. So away, Sean, go. Jack's gonna be an arm flailing two man the entire time. Well, um, I think the, the way to, this makes the most sense is we'll just talk a little bit about where we left off at the end of Season 6. Um, as you remember, Season 6 was the first season where there wasn't actually canon to, uh, to, to go off of. Um, yeah. George Martin is still... <laughs> Still riding away, and my theory is that he like he doesn't want to end it because he can't have like any twists anymore because eventually this thing has to take a normal narrative. Um, so he's just like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm not gonna actually write these things. Like, we'll just do it live." Um, I can't possibly live up to the to the hype. He's just like, he's like, I, "Yes, John, no saves the day. What the fuck did you think I was gonna do?" <laughs> I kind of feel like he's planning to like just release them posthumously like as soon as he dies of natural causes he'll just like release them out and that way he's like ah you can't yell at me (laughs) (laughs) you can't be mad honestly like if i was him and like let's say that i like was an older gentleman please don't die george rr martin i I make jokes about your death but but god please just don't (laughs) like like i i would totally like punk everyone and like finish like i bet he finished writing like years ago and he like on his deathbed here's three new volumes at once yeah Suck on no, his, nerds. his way would definitely be to wait until like 50 years after he's passed like that's in his will is you cannot release them for that long yes <sighs> so so the the way we ended things was uh there was actually a lot going on last season um you know the big ones were danny finally after five seasons <laughs> actually six full seasons reached reach westeros at last um with a giant freaking army and dragons um yes. so that's that's a thing and she's allied with the uh with dorn and with some great joys and whatnot so that'll be fun meanwhile cersei's pirate queen what Yes, <laughs> and and it's some action in the trailer, which we'll talk to, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, but that was that was that. So it looks like this season's kind of set itself up for a big kind of confrontation between uh, Danny and Cersei. Um, and then we've got some stuff going up kind of north of the wall. John was crowned king in the north, um, and then Bran's visions confirm that uh, John is the son of Lyanna Stark and likely Rhaegar Targaryen. Um, and then the last kind of big uh, plot line is that Sam reached Old Town, where he's going to study to be a maester. So that's kind of where things have left off. Um, you know, we'll kind of get to where we think predictions are for next time. But I think what I really want to do with this cast is talk about the trailers, because there's been a lot of really interesting stuff um, and actually a lot of really substantive stuff that they, they, they posted in, in uh, the two trailers. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the first one. 
Um, let's go ahead and start with like just general reactions. What do you guys think of uh, the first original trailer that they released? I am excited, and I think I think the big thing is like it's it's a it's kind of. It's it's a lot of like what is happening with Game of Thrones is like I recognize why they're speeding up the format of what's happening because we've had so many seasons that have dropped people like you know people like my sister and other people have like dropped Game of Thrones because it took so fucking long to get to plot issues that you recognize are happening and I guess this thing is at this point we're over the narrative hump of the arc of the Song of Ice of Fire it feels like that so now we're like getting into falling action and well not falling action technically but you know we're heading towards the climax and we see we see the shape of the climax so at this point like. It's just like I do definitely want the series to kind of get on with it. At the same time, I don't want it to end. So I think that like these two push pull. But knowing how boring like season five was, like I'm very excited to see them like just produce like essentially like made for TV movies of like fucking like Song of Ice and Fire and just like get this thing out the door and like put its best foot <laughs> forward. So I, I as, as as well as the quickness of this seems like sad at the same time and, and everyone's like what the fuck are they doing? Like I understand like their need. They've looked at like what was the most successful season, what was the most unsuccessful and producing giant battles uh, was mm-hmm. super successful in terms of viewership and getting people back on board. So I think I totally understand where the fuck they're coming from at the same time. This sucks that it's only seven episodes. Well, that's why I think uh, I'm with Jack on this one. I think my interest is mostly in the production side of things. I'm really, really excited that this is the biggest thing that has ever happened in TV by a mile. Like, these next two seasons, particularly, like, they've kind of maybe hinted at that season eight will just be eight 90-minute episodes, basically eight fucking movies. (laughs) Like... That's insane. And the amount of money that HBO must be putting in this because it is such a huge international hit and we just have no idea how much goddamn money must be made from merch and DVDs and international sales must be out of the roof. So they have money to blow and they don't mind doing it. Like they did, like they had money to blow for Rome, but they shouldn't have. But here they like have every reason to blow. They have insane (laughs) amounts of money and have just the most crazy things. So I feel like we're going to see a lot more Battle of the Bastards size epics this season and i feel like season eight is just going to be eight straight battle masters <laughs> episodes and it's going to be ludicrous you know and i think that's the the size of what this scope of these next seasons are going to be that they hint at in the first uh first trailer is what makes me so excited it's like we're finally getting to the the epic fantasy it's the return of the king level you know return of the king was just battle we're just ready yeah it's like <laughs> it, it's going to be that it's going to be harry potter part two it's just like we're here. We're here at the battle part. Like, let's do right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and maybe, maybe Return of the King. <laughs> Is that your favorite one? Because see, some people I prefer well, Fellowship of the Ring for more of the character stuff. So. It's my favorite one, but it has a happy ending, which is critical because I'm still all the way Team Danny and John, and so if it's Return of the King, I get my wish. So I have to hope for right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, uh, I, I just want to quickly say my my a friend of mine has not watched any Game of Thrones yet, and what she told me to do is that after season eight, I have to pick one character that lives through the entire series so that she can like have there's probably only gonna one. be one left to be honest probably gonna be only yeah. one anyways and i kind of really... hope it's john because then by season five she's gonna be really mad because she'll be <laughs> like what you liar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm excited for the battles uh i you know the two of my the two favorite episodes uh, last season were the last two uh, battle the bastards because just like the epic scope of what they pulled off to do something along the lines of saving private ryan but with like you know, medieval ancient warfare mm. was really, really cool. And to see that in a TV setting 
you know, it just it hasn't been done before. And, and they really did just a great job with it. So, you know, kind of what we've been seeing in these trailers is, is what Ben was describing. It looks like just a lot of battles. Um, you know, we were seeing like Unsullied sacking, argue, you know, what could be Lannister towns. Um, and that was kind of one of the big reveals in the first trailer. You know, are they, are they at like Casterly Rock? Are they at Lannisport? Like what's going on? Um, and of course, it looks like Danny's going to return back to Dragonstone, and that's where she's going to lead her campaign. And my guess would be the majority of the season is going to be kind of a back and forth between uh, Danny and Cersei. Um, you know, Which is just going to be big... so freaking good, like just oh, from yeah. like the perspective of like those two characters and how those characters have grown and like the ways that they could like just like the play and like kind of like they've they've built up almost like kind of proportion proportionally like theories of rule like it is like Machiavelli versus like fucking like like kind of like more of a esoteric ruler, but I mean both are like like hard power in terms of their rulerships like, versus Napoleon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but it's like fascinating. It's still fascinating yeah. in terms of like, in terms of like what it's going to create between these two characters, these two like very powerful women with like their, you know, the kind of that's, their that's personal what, life. That's what struck me at the end of season six was like when it was Danny and the queen of thrones and the sand snakes and Yara uh, coming to attack Cersei, I was like, oh my god, the Clash of Kings is about five kings. They're all dead now. And it's a bunch of queens, basically, going to attack each other. And they did it so elegantly and yes. not, like, in your face. Like, and, like, it, the fact that it was just like, wow, the way they weave that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in, both, in both of those situations, you know, it's their principal advisor, I guess, um, you know, or men, right? So they're kind of like, you know, the, the women are definitely like in the driver's seat here. And I think it's interesting that in both, both situations, like, you know, Danny's kind of le- leaning on Tyrion and, and Cersei's leaning on Jamie. Um, and then the question is like, how do those kind of relationships develop? And, you know, how does that kind of change the course of, of the conflict as things go forward? And I know uh, a lot of folks here kind of have thoughts on where the whole Jamie Cersei thing is going, but uh, I think that's going to be kind of a fascinating dynamic to watch as we get into the oh, season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The other kind of thing I wanted to chat about uh, in the first trailer, kind of before we, we move on to the second one, um, and this is something that you know everyone was kind of talking about, but there's a there's a scene of like uh, I think it's Yara and Alaria Sand are like making out, <laughs> um, and the question is like what the hell? Like what's what's what are they going anywhere with that relationship? Like what do, what do folks think is going to go? What's, what's going to happen with that? Well, one of at least one of them will die. A because it's Game of Thrones, and B. <laughs> Because lesbians, but you know, it's going to be faith. awesome when it happens. So, I, I kind of think nothing will happen. Like, I don't think it's a relationship. I feel like they're going to not. This is true. It, I mean, it's a teaser trailer, you know, so I feel like it's yeah. they're building up the hype and then it's just going to be like one scene or something and everyone's going to be like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Just based, I mean, based I mean, if, on how both of those characters, well, yeah. based on their character, you know, I mean, Laria said is still, you know, I mean, she's angry, but probably still somewhere deep inside mourning the loss of her pair of Oberyn. And uh, Yara's just this pirate queen who seems to be like kind of one of the lads and like in that scene yeah. back in season six, she's like, I'm going to go fuck the tits off that one. Like, surely they're just <laughs> in it for the sex. 
which is fine <laughs> it's great it is i think it is i think it is fine is the big thing and i think that like the combination of like everything that's happening i do think I, it makes i have to admit like when you're like I, I love when i can just tell that like sarah has like lost the will to live for lesbians and shows <laughs> and i'm just like not in like in terms of like you're just like your your baseline stat is like they're gonna die if they make out mm-hmm. with each other and i'm just like it and makes then if me they so don't sad. die i'm like right <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I to, be, with, to I, be fair though they are like good candidates for dying in this season this is true <laughs> they oh, are yeah. they are super good candidates and also it i mean it's game of fucking joy. thrones like everyone is a good candidate for death <laughs> yeah i mean and that, that was kind of the, most of our a-list stars you know like we've only have a, like, they're not they're not getting you know amelia clark paychecks is all i'm saying <laughs> right yeah, right like it's 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 gonna yeah i still think part of me was like they were like looking at whether to keep Natalie Dormer's character going, and they're like, yeah, "She costs a little too much." I highly doubt. I highly doubt that they like. Made, I ho- I hope they don't ever make any decision based like that. But like, I do agree with Ben. Like sometimes I'm looking at like production costs for this show, and I'm like, I bet that's there. There was like they thought about it like that. Like, like <laughs> all these people like super cheap when they weren't like famous. Now they're crazy famous. So, like, you know, that's how these shows work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, that's okay. How, that's how freaking Robert Downey Jr. worked. He got like two hundred grand for the first Iron Man, and like hundred <laughs> million for Avengers. Yeah. Just a, a funny story. Like a good friend of mine uh, in law school actually like uh, ran into uh, Maisie Williams at the airport before she was famous, oh my God. and just like had a didn't didn't like she didn't even know who it was. Like they're just having a convers like a friendly conversation with Maisie Williams, and Aww. you know like a couple of minutes later she like goes and sits down and then like everyone like starts coming up to her and she's like oh like who's who's this person i've been talking to and like sent sent me and like a couple of other friends a picture and i'm like oh my god it's aria you like we're talking to aria and you didn't know it <laughs> but yeah it is kind of crazy like how, how big they've gotten when yeah they were just kind of you know, no one knew who they were to, to begin with um yeah. well let's let's go to the more exciting trailer which is the the second one that actually just got released i think maybe like a week or two ago um, this is the one where they're playing like Light of the Seven uh, throughout the trailer, and it's kind of an ominous trailer. Um, way to get mileage out of that song. I'm just saying, and so way to good, way to though. way to play off song. like the amazing sequence from the previous season as well. Like like all around great, but like just a just just freaking like a great way to play off all of the all of my expectations in terms of what's happening in terms of that. Like I, I love the use of music in Game of Thrones and I think like the quality of the overall casting is going up as as time has gone on and I think even more so now I'm just like yep you can just you guys can just use as much of this stuff as you want like I'm cool with it yes. y'all have earned it you know like you're good yeah oh absolutely and if, if you don't mind let's take like a little music detour and I know Sarah's going to be happy about this um, but one of the things I did uh, between seasons is uh, um, Game of Thrones Live was playing like all over the place and it, all it was was like Raymond Jawadi who's the composer of the uh, of uh, Game of Thrones and uh, you know he would get go to cities and basically like recruit the local orchestra in the city and then play all of the Game of Thrones uh, soundtrack with like really cool shit going on as you were watching it um, so there'd be kind of footage from the from the show and they'd have like weirwood trees and there'd be leaves coming into the audience and it was just oh it was such a blast um, but what struck me is just like the different types of instruments that he integrates into the soundtrack. Um, you know, he'll, he'll apparently what he does is he goes to different cities and will take like kind of local music, um, and that's kind of how he decides like what what kind of instruments to use in in, in different soundtracks and uh, in, in different uh, scores. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch. And 
I really do think like the music has kind of evolved as we've gotten further into the series and I've gotten kind of, you know, excited to see what, what kind of happens in season seven, but it really we'll has it the, uh, the light of the seven music was just, I, I, I think you said this before Sean on our group chat that it's Raymond Jawadi's masterpiece and it's just, <laughs> it's so good. It's so Philip Glassian and excellent. And then mm-hmm. like instruments mm-hmm. come out of nowhere that you don't expect. Like I, I rewatched that episode just this afternoon actually. And, um, there's a bit where like an organ comes in and I'm like, when have they had organs before in Game of Thrones music? I don't care. It sounds great. I'm going to learn to play that. <laughs> yeah. And more and more, I'll like, you know, I'll be like working and I'll put on Game of Thrones soundtrack in the background. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's becoming like a thing you can do, which is it's really cool to see in like a TV show because you don't normally expect to have really great you know, composition in, in, in the setting of a TV show. So that's kind of a cool development. But moving moving past the music and kind of talking about the rest of this trailer, there was uh, just a lot of stuff going on too. Um, you know, I think this one kind of took place more in the North. So we're kind of getting some foreshadowing about what's going on. Um, but uh, kind of the big drop was that it looks like Bran is finally getting back to Castle Black. Um, and there's kind of been a whole lot of uh, conversation on the interwebs about you know, as you as you remember, he got branded by the um, by the Night King, right? Which was what allowed the White Walkers to get into their little kind of right. riot, and and Hodor kind of bit the big one, unfortunately. Um, so the question is, like, by Bran getting into Castle Black, does that now mean that like the spells protecting it uh, are gone, and the White Walkers can then get across the wall? Either that, or the wall's going to come down. And I kind of think that might be like the end of this season because I was kind of thinking about it and, you know, as excited that I am that there are still two full seasons left, seven and eight, and eight is going to be, you know, feature length episodes. This is wonderful. But I'm starting to kind of worry that, well, not worry, but like how much of the story is left to tell? Like all of the battles or all of the, the armies are poised for battle. Like they're there. So is this season basically going to be a lot of Danny Cersei and then just a little bit of John, and then season eight will be all white walkers and so forth and whatever, or is there going to be that's, a little bit of both? So that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it'll be, this one will be a lot of the like minor fighting and minor battles, but a lot of like alliance building. And then season eight's all mm. going to be the great war, the white walkers and see- dragons and what, well, which dragons are left. Cause I see a lot that one of the dragons is going to die and I don't like that. Oh no! I guess, I guess for me, like that would be very, very boring mm-hmm. to me personally. And here's one of the reasons why is because like, I guess like I watch game of Thrones for the political intrigue and that's like the last six seasons that we've watched. And like, if they just have like a straight for us against the white walkers season, I mean, there has to be some sort of flip turn in terms of what the white walkers are and who's evil and who's good and what's happening. Do you know what I mean? So like, I still expect, I still expect some form of other flip turn coming at some point. And I want to know what that is. Cause like, you know, as much as we say like, Oh, we figured out what the plot's going to happen. Like we really don't know like a lot enough about well i i think even more so than that we don't know enough about the white walkers to even give a, a like a like a good thing of what their ultimate goal is and that's the other thing is other than the night king we don't have characterization and i think that's the other thing is like mm-hmm. hopefully there will be a lot we've of got this season of brand kind of yeah, we do. And I guess I guess like my hope is that like, you know, there'll be more brand moments that'll kind of if they are gonna be the bad guy and there will be an ultimate battle, which I'm sure there will be, like they can't not do it at this point a little bit. Like they just can't not. Yeah, I I assume the ending will either be the wall coming down or, or John having to become Azur High of some form or another. Like I figure those are the two big moments they have left as like huge, huge 
epic cliffhangers, and they kind of hinted at that with uh, I forget the guy character's name who has the Eric Dundarin. <laughs> Eric Dundarin. He with has the freaking flaming sword. sword. Like a, <laughs> I think the Lord of Light like uh, religion is going to come up a lot more in the season mm-hmm. leading up to, and that's like an obvious sort of reference to Azra High. So I think like we're leading up to that moment happening and presumably John killing someone very important my guess would be Danny but that's my own personal <laughs> guess well, yeah you, you kind of raised two points there because uh, I guess we'll talk about the relationship between John and Danny first because I think it's, it's, it's super interesting and I think we'll define a lot of the season yeah and um, I heard a kind of spoiler that some set people saw so I don't know if you want to get into that or not Oh no, we won't do that. But well, oh, let's, let's come on! I, I like, do want to. Uh, sorry, I mean, well, I, 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 I'll, I'll ask Ben later. You're you're right in terms of some people are gonna. It is pretty. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer, in all in all honesty, that kind of kind of shows it's where they're funny. going with that. Yeah. I mean, first off, like Bran is coming back to Castle this Black. This wasn't in the trailer, so that's why I don't want to really bring it up because it's like set photo stuff that they shouldn't have taken pictures of. So it's like you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think we ought to work with the material that we get. It, it, it seems like it's a, it's only fair. Um, no, I, I don't have the same opinion. But that's okay. I, I will. You are. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll PM Jack later. Is what we're saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. We'll throw it out. PM me too, Ben. I want to okay. know now. Um, but you know, with Brand coming back to Castle Black, like you know, obviously he's the only person who knows John's background and, and, and heritage. So if he reveals that to John. That is a huge game changer, I think, in terms of where he aligns himself with, right? Because, like, right now, um, you know, we even saw a shot in the trailer of Danny tearing down Stannis Baratheon's banners at Dragonstone. Um, remember that, you know, the reason that she was out not in Westeros for the whole time was because of this Robert's Rebellion. And she still feels a whole lot of resentment towards both the Baratheons and the Starks for Ned right. kind of joining with, with, uh, with Robert in that. So normally they would be at odds and huge enemies. So the question is, like, does John's knowledge of his of his, his background kind of change that calculus? Mm-hmm. Um, well, John doesn't know, right? Only Bran knows. No. Right. Uh, well, also uh, Jojen Reed's father, uh, somebody yeah. Reed, Helen uh, Reed, yeah, right. Helen Reed. But We're still, have we met him in the show yet? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, okay. in, in a flashback. Oh, okay. But not well, in yes, real life. He's one of the guys with Ned, yeah. Yeah. But I, also, I think right. the actors... I think, Go ahead. I think once Bran comes back and is able to, like, disseminate the message that who Jon Stark actually is, I think that's going to change a lot about um, what how Danny views him, too, because she does believe that the Targaryens are the true rulers, and there's another Targaryen all of a sudden. And so I think that's going to be a huge, right. like, pivotal moment. I suspect like last season because that would or last episode I mean because that would be this like what's going to happen in season eight then now that you know even more people are dead there's five characters remaining right well and the other thing too is that that would get interesting too because like in the way Westeros like the line the the heritage line runs like John would have a better claim than than Danny would in that situation. So does that like does that kind of screw things as well? Um, so there's the a lot of interesting time, ways that like that could that, go. That might also affect all of the the houses in the north who you know declared John king in the north. Once they realize that he's half Targaryen, they might have a few things to say about that. Right. Yeah. Like the Targaryens are the historical enemy, right? For mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. So. And also, Ned Stark is not his father, so does that make him true heir of Winterfell, as, you know, they oh, say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Good point. Yeah. So, I mean, That's what I'm just scared about. I'm scared that him and Sansa will end up together rather than him and Danny because I think oh, that God. would. I mean, that would truly unify the country though because you have like the true heir of Winterfell and then the Targaryen mm-hmm. lineage. But, I know, but they mm-hmm. were raised still related. In still related. Still related. Targaryens still related. have intermarried for years. <laughs> right, Targaryens do like their incest. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, at this point, everyone is vaguely yeah. related to everyone else in the show. If you guys haven't noticed, so anyone that, like yeah. at this point, it's like it's like risky boating, like because you don't know. <laughs> like, a little bit. I mean, any level of incest beneath like Cersei, Jamie is you know probably viewed as okay. <laughs> In Westeros, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like you wonder yeah. if like the showrunners even realize that it is incest because they've gone to up here and so now they're coming back down here and they're like, I mean, that's like it's like regular everyday stuff. It's legal in a state. That's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Who cares? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. What have you done to society? Yeah. <laughs> you just ruined everybody. <laughs> um, this is why everyone ships. Um, okay, so just Siblings. like a minor detraction, Sean, I completely blame you. But the other day I heard this argument about how Game of Thrones is desensitizing people to ISIS. So I just want to throw that out there because my what? life centers on... No. What? Oh, no. You need to explain this one. No. Oh, can we not? Like, for me. Like, I, I love you, Jenna. I love you to death. But just, like, for my own personal, like, health. Like, can we not? Okay. <laughs> Politics uh, is my life. I'm stepping back. I know. Sorry, I get Sean. It. You're I in get complete it. control. Go ahead. Oh god. I'm gonna go make a drink. Y'all talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Going back. So, yes, what's so, this theory? All right. All right. Fuck it. I want to hear it. I'm sorry. Well, I need to hear it. It's compelling. I mean, I don't think I agree completely, but it is like a thought. The idea is, is that with like the rise of Game of Thrones youth especially are becoming very like accustomed to seeing like beheadings and violence rape Mm. gore all of that and so the argument is is that when we see propaganda videos it's not as like shocking whereas like i don't know if you guys remember but when we were kids all the like post 9-11 al-qaeda videos that was pretty like at least for me it was pretty traumatic like seeing Mm -hmm. on film what was happening and so like what i wouldn't blame game of thrones i just blame the internet you know like it's just like like right now, I can go on Reddit and look at like just gore all day long if I want to. You know what but I mean? But does the average, at least I would say, does the average person go on Reddit to look at gore compared to like the average person watching Game of Thrones? Dad, I don't know. Dad, I don't know. But I mean, I think there's just a problem in general that we've always valued the terrorist ish. Like people have always like pointed out how you can read Star Wars as a terrorist thing because it's about a young boy whose family is killed and they become radicalized to attack the oppressive regime. You know what I mean? Like. I think we always sort of valued the idea of like fighting the man, you know what I mean? And so like you can always I mean, I think narrow it, that into She's got a, a point in the sense that like I think we've been pushing the envelope further and further uh really since like the 2000s, right? Like, you know, yeah. with Rome and then with uh like Spartacus, which I think is still like to me the the most like just egregious fucking thing. <laughs> like you just watch that and it's just like, it "Oh my god." <laughs> um <It's> it, egregious. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 you know, when you get something like that, it's like, what have we changed like the playing field in terms of like what you know what's shocking on on television nowadays? But I think it's more scarily normalized um, being able to teleport fast distances without this having is true. to have <laughs> it's it's normalized little fingers. Um, 
little <laughs> escape routes that he has all across the country. And again, today when I was watching, is it Winds of Winter that the last episode is called? Yeah, yeah the Winds of Winter. Yeah, yes. yeah. Notably. But like, you know, they show, you know, Danny making the deal with Yara and Marine or whatever. And then all of a sudden she's like picked up all of these Dornish ships and is just like already there with Varys. I was like, yeah. Yeah. They were definitely ready to like get going. They're like, we're yeah. not messing around anymore. <laughs> yeah. They're never going to have like season two. Like I don't know if you remember Danny in season two was like, clearly they just need to hold on to the <laughs> Amelia Clark till season three when she actually does stuff. Because the whole time she's just like, boats! I want boats! <laughs> That'll never happen again. Like, p- characters have to do stuff in the show now. There, There's two other kind of points that I wanted to raise in the trailer. Um, the first one is the John sequence, right? So he looks like he goes out north of the wall with Beric Dondarrion. He's got his flame sword. And there's the scene at the end where they're like, like surrounded by white walkers. So the question is like, John's not going to die, right? There's like no way that could possibly happen <laughs> this I think season. He might turn into a White Walker, but sort of like a la Benjamin Stark. Where you deserve that. Yes, yes, you do. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't die on us. No, it was. It made it strong. <laughs> sorry. I, I and I even walked away from it. So that's my bad. Also, guys, Italian Manhattans. They're delicious. <laughs> I have a good Campari recipe that I like. Yeah. I do, uh, no, I do car, 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 car tomorrow. Uh, we're trying to make a serious point on this podcast okay go ahead sorry my bad i like not hosting i'm I'm everyone's worst the reason if this would happen it's like everyone the reason that i host at this point is so that no one has to like have a podcast with me on it while they're hosting (laughs) cheers thanks bro (laughs) anyway so I'm curious to see where that goes i i don't think it's possible that john dies but like the way they set up the trailer at the end like there has to be something big that happens for him to get out of that situation. Like, if you're fucking surrounded by White Walkers, like... I really think he's gonna get turned into a White Walker. I'm convinced this is gonna happen. Even if I, he's still, like, you know, self-aware or, you know, on the side of humans like Benjen Stark. Hmm. Oh, still, are, you, are you saying yeah. John specifically? Yeah. I would, I would take John's it, gonna be played. Oh, I would take it. Yeah. I would take it a step back, and here's what I'll say: I think that there will be a be Stark that. that becomes a White Walker, okay. but that's a big pool to pick from. Arya, Sansa, <laughs> so uh, like, it, like uh, or or there's like or Bran himself. Like, does Bran mm-hmm. become something more ethereal and uh, related to the Children of the Forest? Like, I think there's a lot of like options and opportunities here to fulfill that i I agree with you that that is totally like a plot point that's come up sarah and it Mm -hmm. will be fulfilled at some point because like the starks and the king of the night thing from that tale that's a plot point that's laid it has to have some form of payoff it's laid in the series too so it's laid in both places both in the books and in the series so Mm -hmm. i do agree with uh, that said they totally lay the groundwork or at least hint i swear to god they wink at lady stoneheart uh just saying yes there's so that one awkwardly long scene in the Ian ball. McShane episode. It's like peas into the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're uh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, another couple interesting points is we in the trailer you can see like Arya going north. It looks like she's going back to Winterfell, which you know I, I think one of our questions at the end of the last season is, well, she just fucking murdered. Um, Walder, uh, Walder Frey. Frey. Yeah. So the question is, like, where where was she going to go? Um, God, that was such a gross scene. A long list. But it was great. 
Um, and I think her going north actually makes sense because, you know, she hasn't seen her family, I guess, right, for the whole, you know, what, four or five seasons now? Um, so it makes sense that she actually wants to get reunited with her family. Um, but Whatever's left of it. Right. Okay, can I offer, like, a... I, I disagree because when once she finally returned, her first thing was to exact revenge. I don't think that for Arya, family is her, like, driving motivation. I think for her, her list is, like, literally what she lives for. And if she sees her family, or at least John, because I don't think she, like, gives a fuck about the rest of them. But yeah. if, she sees, <laughs> if she sees John, she'll be happy. But I, I think she's all about, you know, murdering people. And so I think that... Unlike what's been said, I think that her and Cersei might be more of an interesting dynamic than her and Danny. Because I don't think Danny's necessarily like must kill Lannisters. Danny's just like must control kingdom. Whereas Arya's like Cersei, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jamie's got to kill Cersei. This is oh true. no, I mm-hmm. agree. I but I think Arya is going to like move in, kind of thing. Yeah, that is actually my my fear. Cersei that is like super much my fear about like Arya dying is because like at this point she's got a axe to grind with Cersei, and yet we like thematically know that she will not succeed. Right. <laughs> like, and that's and that's one of the, that's like that's a cool moment for Game of Thrones for me because it's like like he works really thematically. Like you like you can see Ned's death hinted at uh, like. Ten ways from Sunday in both the first season as well as that, like you know, from him from the first moment cutting a dude's head off and the opening shot and the ending shot of him happening, like George R. R. Martin and the showrunners work very thematically. And so, knowing as much buildup as we have about the prophecy about Cersei, I know that Arya is going to try to kill Cersei and fail. So, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean as a whole? So, and why, how does why? that play out? But the reason I say it looks like she's going north is because there's a, the shot in the trailer where she's like breathing, but she can see her breath. So it, it's it's it shows that it's like fucking cold. So the yeah, idea right, is that yeah. she's like going north. Um, but winter's coming. That's winter's true, here. but it's not that cold down south yet. <laughs> but in Cersei, you can see her breath in one of the trailers. Maybe you're correct. You're correct. It may. It, she's mm. actually very right, Sean. It could just be a total nod to the existing series as a whole right now, in terms of like winter is physically coming to the like it is the season of winter. However, that works in Game of Thrones. Land. In Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> All right. Years. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the Do last. Do you think uh, Arya is ever going to meet up with her wolf again? Yes. Oof. Yeah, I, I'm still for the theory that Arya's going to command an army of wolves. Yes, <laughs> to attack, <laughs> kill everybody. <laughs> I think Nymeria will be back this season. That's my prediction for yeah, the wolves. I hope, so. I, hope so. I, 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 I don't think she's going to be. I think it's going to be. Uh, if she comes back, it's going to be some form of metaphor in terms of like her showing up and being like, "This is like the way Ari is now. She's wild. Get it? Like that's gonna be the extent that Nymeria will come back to." And I think that's the other thing too is that the women of the Stark family clearly have like all of them have issues, but clearly like the Stark women have become like murderers, and it's like totally cool. Which is kind of you know, but like suggested murders in terms of like like you know, literally like Arya takes sexual pleasure in like killing Walder Frey, like that. That's a fact. Like, that that happened. Yeah, again, yeah. saw that today. Like, like, no, no, like that was like that was like that. that was like a cigarette face. Like that was like a post-coital cigarette face as he like strangles out his last. 
Yeah, um, and, and, and probably the most haunting kill. I'm sorry, Sarah. I know I'm terrible. Um, no, you're not wrong though. <laughs> like I'm not, and 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 it's just like it is. Like I do think that they're they're laying the groundwork for her going in more of a violent direction and kind of being at odds with the rest of her family, which plays into the idea of that it, as a Stark become evil and her ties to the the stranger as well as the other ties of the existing gods in the universe, like you know the the old drowned god and how does that play in? Yeah. Kind of oh, going I off of about them. <laughs> right, I know, I do too. Like, there's, there's, like, that's the thing. This is yeah. the thing. There's so much fucking Maybe shit going like, on right now. I'm gonna kill Yara. I'm gonna do it. Well, okay, so well, if we're if we're Dragon Queen, if we're talking about uh, Euron, because there there is another interesting point that was raised in the trailers. Like, there's clearly you can see his fleet kind of moving around, and my guess would be that he has to ally with Cersei at some point because she doesn't have a navy. Whereas Danny actually has like this giant navy, so that's the only way that makes like logical sense. So, sense. and then it'd have like some more people to fight for the boats. Yeah, and there's 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 also shots of like burning ships with like uh, Theon on them. So it's like I think there's going to be like a Greyjoy like kind of clash at some point. Yeah. And my guess would be that uh, Theon does not does not fare well. <laughs> And then, especially now that Cersei, well, now that Cersei is the queen, Euron might be like, "Well, I can't fuck the Dragon Queen, so I'll fuck the Queen of Westeros instead." Hey, let's do this. <laughs> That's I, I like I like that man's planning. We can always figure out from like <laughs> where Euron's first. at. Yes. Like, like how am I gonna <laughs> fuck my way to the top? It's not just like conquer. He's like, I'm gonna fuck my way there <laughs> like, his, his foreign policy is walk soft with a hard dick like, <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 perfect quote of the episode well played <laughs> um, so going back to the there's one other point I wanted to raise and this is like this, the quote at the end that there's gotten a lot of play on the internet as well where Sansa says kind of creepily like the lone wolf yeah. dies but the pack survives um, which kind of alludes to the fact that she doesn't go along with Littlefinger's plans, and I think we we pretty much agreed last season that you know Sansa has to kill Littlefinger at some point, given that you know he handed One her over to the Boltons. So, does anyone kind of have a, uh, any thoughts on like kind of where that relationship goes and how I, that develops? I want some like, especially like, I want. I think that the show gets off a little bit. By like because they've they've had characters running independent storylines for so long, the show kind of like has a mini orgasm just from like you can tell from like the cinematographer like when Danny and 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 Peter Dinklage ended up in the same scene like you can tell from the cinematography that they were like holy crap this is happening and I think <laughs> right. that it's very hard for me to disbelieve that Peter like you know to, that Peter Baelish won't have the same a similar scene with Danny and Danny like puts him in his place and everyone goes ah smack talk and like that's that's like the show enjoys those moments and so like and Varys is just gonna be standing back there like yeah and that's the thing is like I, I highly expect Peter Baelish to go do teleporting travel and go talk have exa- all those moments with Cersei Daenerys and Jon retrospectively and I and I think that that's just like I want that sort of to happen and then eventually somebody's yeah. just like slip him and then he's out and i but I, I do think like it'll be an end season deal um because i think the show enjoys too now like maybe this is me predicting kind of like the show running to this i think the show enjoys having high body counts per episode and like doing that oh my god we're stacking the death count so like even if there's not like a red wedding per se i bet they'll thematically line it up so like all of a sudden there's all these people dying at once 
I agree with that. And, yeah. and, and if, if she does kill Littlefinger, I want her to basically become Littlefinger. You know what I mean? Like, we oh, said, yeah. one of the great things that is great yeah. about Game of Thrones is that everyone's death generally matches with sort of thematically something they've done in the past. You know what I mean? Or, right. Or with their character or the reason they've had that downfall. Like, Walter Frey is perfect. Like, he killed everyone at dinner, so he gets fed his sons. You know, like, that's just a great little thematic turnaround. And so, Ramsey with I the would dogs, hope that yeah. she does some sort of big fuck you kills him and maybe even kills the kid in the veil and just takes over the veil as well or something like that you know what i mean like totally orchestrates a a giant red wedding level coup that it's almost too dark you know what i mean that is almost like yeah peter bailey's probably caught coming but whoa yeah like uh, yeah like getting to the point that she could become a new little finger like he she could throw peter through the moon door yeah exactly like something like that that's kind of that, what we've been uh, seeing too yeah. in, in the last couple of seasons is that like these character arcs for characters who started off just like super innocent, both Arya and Sansa particularly have just t- taken yeah. a turn for such a dark place. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Sansa left a, th- a fucking Bolton to get eaten by his dogs, which again is like another great like little uh, yeah. That's a smart way to kill a character, and, it, and like, it's interesting. they're destroying the, like the male characters and the female characters in different ways. Whereas it's like you know Sansa and Arya generally have a rougher life. Well, I guess John got murdered, so like <laughs> what's uh, I mean, Ramsey's rank rough life. Ram- yeah, I was gonna say like Ramsey is the worst. No, like let's not. I mean, clearly he is, but like let's not do that. Like. Because no, yeah. uh, it's like women in the show get destroyed emotionally, men get destroyed physically. Like, I mean, that's, it's pretty, pretty boring fair. gender things, but it's still like that's what it is. Is like these women are just like going through hell, and the men are just like, "I'm going to murder you," or "Have you yeah. eaten or by your crippled, dogs?" Crippled and murdered. That's like what it is. Crippled, <laughs> murdered, beheaded. So there you go. <laughs> on on that happy note. Um, Let's turn, which is, I guess, very Games of Thrones. I like that. Um, let's turn to predictions for what we think is going to happen this season. Um, what, what, uh, what do we think? Uh, you know, if you could kind of give one prediction for what you think is going to happen, uh, what would it be? And I guess we'll start with you, Jack. I, I guess, like, my take here is that, like, from a pure strategic viewpoint, Danny doesn't need to fucking do anything else. Like, Danny should win. Like. Danny has, and, and, and I mean, it'll. I bet it'll be alliance issues between you know clearly like the the Dornish and Highgarden have been at war for quite a while. That's like a that's an that's an old thing. So that now they're gonna make an alliance with Danny and her army of Dothraki, and pretty much like Cersei's got the Lannisters, and you know because the Freys are pretty much dead and in ruins. The North is like gone for her. So like I don't understand. I, I guess like this is the, like the only way this works is is like. Cersei suddenly turns super competent at military combat and like and like maybe conspires to like murder everyone. I guess that maybe like the, that's the only way is like you know is to watch like Danny, who is capable and is more capable now, still get run amok with just like the fucking machinations of Cersei and like what she does. And I think that's that. I think that's what we're gonna see is that like you know clearly at the end of this last season, power levels were not properly aligned, and so we need to see some like because there's no tension there because I have no doubt that Cersei can just like i mean Daenerys can march north and fucking kill it and kill everyone uh so and that's gonna start happening but i think that they need to do something with cersei to even the odds or suggest or, or they just go down the pathway of she's just crazy which would be very disappointing to me because she is very different than the book cersei a little bit yeah. like the book cersei is crazy the show cersei is lena hetty who is super capable and, right. and that's just that's the that's and i i prefer the show like 
it's one of those legitimate versions where I've always preferred the show Cersei because they they make her into a kind of a powerful female character and I'm much more interested in that sort of like powerful female byplay between Daenerys and Cersei than I am in terms of seeing like you know Cersei fall apart because she can't win and then Daenerys just slowly march north that's boring as fuck like how is Cersei going to try to like murder her in her sleep that's what I want to see. And, and yeah. not just that, that's what I see. I, I think the show understands that. I think the show understands that we have these super powerful archetype women in these positions and, and like people enjoy the, like from like this perspective, sorry, this, this is a mean something else, but it meant something else in this context. Um, Though they would sell a million, they, they would just win if it happened on the show. Oh, like God, yeah. if, if like, if they, if like, Amelia de Clark and Lena Headey like make out like it would literally like 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 the internet would implode it would like break literally the internet. literally it would break us like as fans of this show like we would not like look at Ben like he's like yeah I mean like what are you gonna do like like literally everyone would yeah. die like it would happen and so, like, just, like <laughs> I would just spontaneously combust and like Jon Snow's in the background Snow's knowing gone. nothing like fuck your expectations yeah. um, I, I don't know so you're you're not you're not wrong but I do think. You're, you you make an interesting point. I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna go the crazy angle because you know with Lena H- Hetty playing Cersei, fun. like it just it just it's doesn't make sense. Like they can't do it. Um, it's not fun. I think I think the way they're gonna go with it is uh, is is two things. Like you see in the trailer, like Jamie and Bronn like leading the Lannister troops, and I think that's where like the military tactics is gonna play in because like Cersei's character historically just hasn't been a very good like military tactician. So I think Jamie's gonna take on that role. Um, and then the whole year on peace where he comes in and allies with them. And I think, you know, I mean, fucking dragons are the problem, right? Like, you know, if you have dragons like that kind of like you just win, like, so I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to deal with that issue. But, you know, just talking about like the troops that they have, like, Cersei's well, forces plus Euron against well, Daenerys' Euron, forces. Euron theoretically yes. has in the in the, the show. Dragon, that's what I was about to say. Go ahead, go ahead, Ben. I, let me know. Don't let yeah, me that's, that's the one thing that could be a case is that in the books he does have a thing that can fuck with dragons. So like that yeah. could definitely be how Euron Ooh. comes with uh, being more powerful than he is currently because like right right now we're like what the fuck is he gonna do well that might be what he sways the tide of uh, battle but we see the item the item has been seen in this show with sam is it yeah it was the horn it was up north well no that was the horn there's separate there's separate horns there's different horns there's different magical horns (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) sorry that was was coming to my prediction (laughs) yeah no they, they, they see the horn that's special that's supposed to be blown that can drop the wall Right. Exactly. I think and then there's, the horn there's, another, there's some sort of magical horn that can let you control dragons. So yes. different magical horns. <laughs> yes. So, so going going off the magic angle, does anyone have any predictions? Because we haven't talked really about Sam's storyline. Does anyone have predictions for where that's going? I think he's going to heal uh, Sir Jorah. Sir Jorah has oh, to be yeah. reunited with the Danny by next season, I think. And so I think, I think that I think it's going to drop it. I think they're going to drop a thread line. I'm sorry, Jenna. Go ahead. No, you're think fine. He's gonna Gendry. He's just gonna walk forever. Oh no, he's gonna row forever. That's how we last saw yeah. him. His, that's like some of my favorite Game of Thrones. I hope memes. that's the last. I hope that's post credit in uh, Game of Thrones as Gendry just comes in the King's Landing and is destroyed. And he's just like rows back out. What's up, guys? Oh yeah, Gendry. Whatever happened to him? Oh yeah, Gendry. 
the, like the yeah. USS like lost thread lines. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I think, and, I, and most of those came back. I was shocked. Most of those came back, but not Gendry. But not Gendry. Yeah. Gendry forever. The, the pilot's got to stay with his ship. <laughs> or like there, there has to assassinate somebody, and it's Gendry. I mean, Gendry's story was over. I think that's the thing. It's like I think he's pretty much done that's why i don't think he's ever going to come back they just didn't do a good job of showing that he's over well it's funny to me like how much uh, how much the internet wants gendry to come back because i think there is a scene in one of the trailers where like there was some guy like wielding a fucking warhammer and robert that was robert's weapon and it's like oh it's gendry like he's got the warhammer (laughs) (laughs) like that is wishful thinking have you seen the actor he's like built now like like the actor that plays gendry is built like a brick shithouse like it it would be cool actually Game like of Thrones, be... they always come back. He's going to be back. You guys are just hating on poor, poor guy. And he's going to be strong as fuck because he's been rowing for four seasons. <laughs> he's, got, he's got huge really arms. Really big forearms. <laughs> he's like Popeye. Oh. All right. So um, another prediction that I wanted to ask y'all about um, is John, because I feel like we have to talk about like where, he, where the fuck he's going to go. Like He's king in the north now. Um, we do see some shots of like uh, oh, I guess Davos kind of sending an embassy to Danny, which is interesting. So, where do you think he goes this season uh, now that he's king in the north? I think he's uh, just going to prepare for the wall to fall. I mean, with Bran and the and the brand, haha. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that the wall's falling, and John's focus has never been controlling, it's been protecting, and so I think that's, he's just going to start getting everyone ready as much as he can, as much as people believe him. I think, I think a lot of it will be, I think it's going to flip from King's Landing, where King's Landing is going to be the war zone, and Winterfell is going to be sort of like the political intrigue zone, and I think that, I think we're going to keep Littlefinger up there with Sansa to keep the Littlefinger, Sansa, John thing going. Clearly, clearly, like, Danny and John will meet this season, like, undoubtedly, at some point. Yeah. It's as some form of emissary. I think, I think that's where it's going to come in, is that he's going to know Danny has... We'll probably take Dragonstone. Dragonstone's where you get Dragon Glass. He's going to need a fuck ton of that. Obviously, dragons are probably going to be good to murder a bunch right. of zombies. I feel like he's going to look at her and be like, "You're probably the only fucking person right now because Stannis died and he was going to help me. He's all fucking dead now. So like, you're the only person who would believe me and possibly help me murder all these goddamn zombies. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if you're queen of all these zombies come and murder everyone. What are yeah. you queen of? You know. So I think hey, that's pretty it, much. Isn't a- Melisandre on her way to Old Town? I th- yeah, think she's gonna she's, meet up with Danny. Well, that's the other thing I have to do with, in terms of my whole Lord of Light thing is that there's a second. Now we have a second Red Witch who believes Danny is the uh, Messiah. So I think that's we're gonna get a lot of like Messiah v Messiah, where like he's gonna show up with Danny, and then she's gonna be like, "You're not the Messiah." She's the Messiah, and then and there this, will be like a lot of Messiah. Let me be honest. Fighting. This is just my really my big fear for Game of Thrones from a critical perspective. And we love it, and we we fucking have a podcast about fucking just talking about Game of Thrones. So clearly, I love it. Yes. My fear is that there's a lot of bullshit that I don't care about that they could like spend a lot of time on. And and I'm sorry, the Red Witch shit, I just don't care about. Until they <laughs> and you know, and I'll give you credit. There, it, there's information that exists in the book that we need to make it interesting and that hasn't been given in the show. And I think that's like, we need more information. We need to have more stakes in the Azor Azai because Stannis failing was the kind of the completion of the Azor Azai 
arc until John becomes whatever it is and it just happens to be there. Like, we need more information specifically about Rhaegar Targaryen. And that's the big thing is, like, we've been wanting flashbacks for seasons on season. How much is this is flashback? Like, you could do a fucking season of flashbacks and I would love it, you know? And that's and that's just, like, I would love it. I would love it. for the, the spinoff show. You gotta save it for the spinoff show. It's, there's not actually gonna be a spinoff show. Is that actually... That's, oh, yeah, there's gonna be so, there's many, so many spinoff shows. shows. Hey. Cool. If you don't think there's gonna be a million spinoff Fuck shows. Fuck me! <laughs> it's like HBO. Fuck. Uh... HBO just starts like you know producing Game of Thrones spinoff movies for like decades. Uh, I mean, George R. R. Martin did write a spinoff book about Dunkin' Eggs, so it's you know which I'm going to give you guys credit here is really really good. I have started reading it. I haven't been have time to finish it yet, but really good. Confirmed so far, it's very good. Really really good, and and it's also like except they keep picturing Egg as Ang from Avatar: The Last Airbender. And, oh, and, I can't help that. Adorable, and here's the thing too with that that story, like it's so. Have you guys read Gawain and the Green Knight? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like it's very. It's well, it's a, it's wow. kind of like a literature story, but it really shows to you like like George R. R. Martin's like academic chops as opposed to just like his straight like fantasy stuff. Like it's very much like Gawain and the Green Knight in his own myth making within his universe. And it just like it's it's one of those books that like if I hadn't read Game of Thrones I wouldn't suggest it to you, but like as a Game of Thrones fan, it's like a it's like a total squee fest in terms of like tying into the universe. You're like, oh <laughs> just like the whole time. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's happening. <laughs> well well getting back to the universe, um I think just one point I'll raise about your last discussion. I think it's pretty much confirmed that Danny does get back to Dragonstone because, like, there's so much footage of her in the trailer. Like, she like tears down the She's the Baratheon dead. banners. So, like, that's that's I'm her throne. Yeah. The first episode is called Dragonstone. She's fucking. Going she's there. there. Like, yeah. She's epic. she's back. Like they show the throne room. Like it's not a question. Um, yeah. But in terms of more predictions, like who who do we think is going to die? Because uh, I, I think this Ooh, is always yeah. funny. Um, like who was fucking dying first this season? Uh, major we're, character. We're gonna lose a Stark. First, that's tough. A Stark. We're gonna. Well, the only reason I think that Starks. is there's so many Starks, like from there's a not so many Starks there anymore. Are there's four <laughs> Starks. No, no, but like if we have four <laughs> plot lines and and there's so few episodes, like why not kill a Stark? I don't feel like we're going to lose Stark. I think it's we're finally going to get all the Starks choice. back together. Yeah, we're going to get the yeah, Starks I feel back like together. We're finally getting the Starks Yarl back together because, like, what I like about the Starks is that they're you're all so, about the new generation. I love you so much. It like Just kills. Say. Like, I, I don't get offended by your existence. I never doubt like your like your your certitude of it. I'm just depressed by it. Does, like, I haven't expressed that as well yeah. in the past. Like, I'm not upset by your like logic. You are totally correct. Your statistics are absolutely <laughs> correct. I'm just really depressed by your depression about it. Okay, like you share it with me. God damn it. Yeah, I watched a great lesbian death short film last night. I watched a great short film last night. Starring lesbians, and I te- I actually texted Sarah. I was like, they don't die, but they're sad at the end. And she's like, oh, no, we're no, sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love it. I, I do. I do think in the clip in the eventual movie gang clip show, the lesbian death canary bit that I did will be in there. I'm sure it will. Good. Okay. Yes, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I'm, I, that's why I don't think the Starks come together because to me the Stark story is always that the parents died off and then the kids traumatized by that come together and then 
fuck shit up. That's always what I kind of envisioned the Stark storyline. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I always felt like they were going for. And we've murdered as many Starks as we can murder. I think we're at peak Stark murder. <laughs> like, I think we've <laughs> managed to kill as many as we can. So I definitely think O'Brien and Yara would be two good choices, not just because lesbians, but because they're sort of more minor characters and that, like, I feel like Yara could die to make way for Theon, you know, and, like, uh, um, they seem part of the best. And I think the big question would be like, will Cersei make it? I don't. I think she'll make it to the end of the season, but I don't think she's going to make it overall unless she pulls some crazy fucking coup, which she's very good at. We've clearly well, shown that she's very good at murdering people without them expecting it. So I really and I, and I, I guess that's finally going to. That's absolutely what I want to happen. That's absolutely what I want to happen in terms of like make Cersei capable. As like I want a shirt, and then just I don't want it to be the she's other way around. She fucking got all our enemies killed in one swoop, man. She's, no, I, I, she's good. I totally agree she's with you. She's not making it another season, though. No. Can I, have a, can I make a Cersei prediction? Sure. Yes. <clears throat> I think it would be really cool now that she's queen of the Iron Throne and she's got this, you know, well, she's got all this wildfire unless she just used all of it to burn the Sept of Baelor, but I don't think she did. I think there's more. I think it would be so cool if, the, the turning point for Jamie deciding to kill Cersei will be Cersei says burn them all mm, but with yeah. wildfire instead of dragons and then Jamie's like fuck this can't go on well it was wildfire he's gonna burn them all with wasn't it well I know yeah, but, it was. yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah yeah then yes yeah. that's right because all yeah, the so dragons were gone by that time yeah but I, I yeah I think I don't I think she makes it to the end of uh, the end of the season. But we know that Jamie doesn't turn on her immediately because we see him like leading her armies uh, in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, there not has to be but... there has to be some sort of turning point. Like apparently, fucking uh, Tom and jumping out the window wasn't enough. Like there has to be something else. Yeah, just shocking that uh, that like causes him to just lose it and, and knock her off. Yeah, Yeah, that's maybe my interesting point is, like, I I feel like we're still very far from, like, him getting there. Like, he's close, but not, like, there, there. So, like, I still think Cersei's going to make it through this season. That that would be, I'm more confident about that prediction than I am about, like, who is actually going to die. I don't know who's going to die, but I, like, from, like, a narrative standpoint, want Cersei to live through this season. And it would be cool, and it makes sense for her to die off and to go to the White Walker, but that's just, like, structurally not how I want Game of Thrones to end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I- the far-out prediction about this, I feel like, and this is probably, like, my, like, inner, like, oh, I want everyone to have, like, a happy life, even though this is Game of Thrones. That never will happen. <laughs> You're so nice, Jenna. You're just but, like, ah! <laughs> Nice people. But what, <laughs> what I think would be cool is if um, what pushes Jamie over the edge is like Cersei killing Brienne. That would be like a really powerful moment because it's Ooh. like he finally loves someone more than his sister. And I would like that. I'm kind of skeptical of my own prediction, but I can hope. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I like I that. Like it. I like it too. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I... it's hard to predict on Jamie a little bit. He's kind of like, he is like a wild card kind of kind of take on a lot of what's happening through most of what's happening too and he's very much he's become more than anyone else kind of like the objective viewer of like the show viewer he's like what the fuck is happening like that's like that that's very much been jamie for the last couple of seasons so like i feel like he's like very close to like the fan state of mind as it were in terms of that because like you know like and, and that's just like john has gone john died like he's gone to another place like all of the starks have kind of become like more capable and they're because they're having they're 
completing more elements of their character arcs. And and Danny is in the same way. Like, you know, Jamie hasn't really had a character arc since Brienne. So now it's like, now it's like, you know, we don't know where he's going. And I guess that's the thing is like, I, I can't figure out how or what situation they're going to create to make him go there. And I guess that's maybe why I'm like, I want it to be a season later. <laughs> Because I want it to, I want Game of Thrones to stay Mushroom. intrigue all the way to the end. I don't want it to have any like final ghosts. I don't. I don't want there to be an army of undead that sweeps away the Oliphants, if you will. Well, here's what I'll say. Like right now, the way the show has been operating the last couple seasons <laughs> is there's been like Bless a you. major like villain right every season. Like last season, it was uh, the High Sparrow. This season, it, it's going to be Cersei. But before they can make the Night King like the villain villain, I feel like he has to have more motivation because Game of Thrones is really good at actually yeah. like creating yeah. like compelling villains. And like right now, he's just like he just wants to destroy everything for no apparent reason. Um, I mean, they've kind of given him some motivation in terms of like his backstory and how he was created uh, with like the, the children of the forest. But I feel like we yeah. need more than that. <laughs> And that and that's kind of where I'm like why I'm like wants Cersei to exist like maybe they build up the Night King and give him a backstory and like a characterization that makes him an interesting villain but like right now like one of the the, the best part about Game of Thrones is good villains like we've had the Lannisters forever they're a calling card they're they're like an institution of villainy like <laughs> okay before I'm too quotable like ha 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 but like like but like uh, no I'm being cute but like the point is is like they're very great villains and that's the thing is like I don't want to see our villains get killed off because we killed off Ramsay we killed off all the interesting villains if Cersei goes I'm kind of like yeah the forces of good are they gonna I mean maybe there's something interesting where the forces of good are aligned against each other and like almost kill each other that could be interesting and very likened to what's happening in terms of misunderstanding in like a medieval age and and that would be within the plot lines and, and themes of George R. R. Martin but at the point I'm more interested in seeing is like oh they come together to kill the evil I was like I don't really want to see that I want to see somebody like, like do something awful to make it happen like that that would be more interesting and more fitting of Game of Thrones so all I'm gonna say is like more so than anything, like I am unsure of what's gonna happen, and that's why I'm, this is the most excited I've ever been for a Game of Thrones season. I like that. I think uh, I think that's about right, and it's a good place to end this thing. Um, yeah, you know, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're it was a bummer to be off for about a year and, and change, but we're all happy to be back. And yeah, it's super interesting to see. You where are twenty seven minutes. You are twenty seven seconds over the hour. That is beautifully timed, sir. I just want to. <laughs> We salute you, Sean. <laughs> no one ever, I have never timed a podcast that well. Well done, Sean. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining Sean, us. you're going to have to run them all now. Fuck you. Run them all. <laughs> like, fuck you. Hey, some of us had to wake up at four. We're a little okay, cranky it's this cool. early. It's cool. It's cool. All right. Got well, it. for everyone at uh, the Tuscan Shed Media Network, uh, this has been Sean Solis, uh, Ben Haworth. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Sarah Becker. Thanks for watching. Jenna Daggett. Thank you all. And Jack Newman. Sassafes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>